Shining a light on autism and life on the spectrum. Welcome to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. A podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism. And now, here's your neurologically different host, Orion Kelly. Yes, welcome back. Thanks for listening to My Friend Autism. I'm Orion Kelly and I'm autistic. My purpose is to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through open, honest and engaging conversations around autism. My podcast is here to break down those stigmas and misconceptions and increase the level of understanding, appreciation and acceptance of autistic people. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Online at orionkelly.com.au Now, on this episode of the podcast, what we're going to do is explore sexuality, gender, and autism. And we'll talk about the many different sexualities of autistic people. But let's start by having a a brief chat of some of the research around autistic people and gender. Okay. Now, again, I think it's pretty important for everyone to understand that genuine research on autism and autistic people is hard to find and it's not significant there's not a massive body of work or evidence, not great data. So when I say I'm providing you some information from research, I guess take it with a grain of salt and understand that even it, even it is, could be flawed in how it's worded and researched. I'm not giving you my information. I'm just passing it on just to give some sort of idea. There's growing research that focuses on autistic people and one, their likelihood of identifying with the LGBTIQA plus community. Again, like I said, the studies vary widely on percentages of autistic people who identify with the community. And, but most of the data reports a rate of two to three times higher than neurotypical people, as in two to three times higher identifying with the LGBTIQA plus community. All right, so some studies suggest that autistic men are more likely than autistic women to be heterosexual. Studies have also shown a larger percentage of Autistic people reported their gender as being something other than strictly male or female compared to neurotypical people. So with that really brief introduction to gender and autism, let's get started talking about some of the sexualities that autistic people identify with. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, okay? Also, for time constraints, I haven't included going through the sexualities of gay and lesbian, because I think they are in the general mindset of the community far greater than the ones that I want to cover today. So that's purely just a timing thing and to touch on the ones that might not be as well known. Okay, so let's start off with aromantic. So an aromantic autistic person, also known as an arrow, has no interest in or desire for romantic relationships. So you can be aromantic and asexual. You can also just be aromantic or none of the above. <laughs> so although there are aromantic and asexual autistic people, just like there are aromantic and asexual neurotypical people, not all autistic people lack asexual desire. Myth busted. So autistic people are not sexless robots. 
Now, we touched on asexual. Okay, so let's talk about asexual. We've talked about aromantic or arrows. Okay, so asexual or aces. Asexual person has a lack of sexual feelings, desires, or attraction to others. An asexual person shouldn't be confused, though, with being sex-repulsed. So some asexual people, some aces, they actually do have sexual relationships with their partner. It's for the betterment of the relationship. It's not for their own fulfilling desires, right? It isn't a choice, by the way, not to have sex, right? So an asexual person, they're not taking like a vow of celibacy. It's actually a genuine lack of sexual feelings, desires, or attraction. So just backing over (laughs) the first two sexualities, aromantic, arrows, not robots, not void of emotion. It just comes down to a lack of genuine representation in the media of these types of sexualities. And asexuals, aces, they all have different lines between sexual conduct and romantic tendencies, right? So physical affection, kissing, it's all different. Some asexuals like to wear a black ring on their right hand. Either way, asexual, aces, have a genuine lack of sexual feelings, desires, or attraction. Not a choice, who they are. So from aromantic, arrows, and asexual, aces, which I think in many ways the wider community may put autistic people into that type of basket. They might not know that's what it's called, but I think the general community can often put autistic people into the basket of sexless robots, emotionless, right? Void of any desires. Okay, so that, that's not the case. That's, that myth is busted. But like everyone, neurotypical, autistic, whatever, people are going to have different sexualities. And there's no question there are autistic people who are asexual or romantic a sexuality i can relate to and many autistic people i found absolutely can relate to this as well and we can talk about that in a second but first let's just spell it out sexuality is demisexual okay so a demisexual person only feels i guess a genuine sexual attraction to people who they have an emotional bond with a strong emotional connection so you know but for that strong emotional bond with another person there won't really be any sexual relationship with that person. I'm an autistic person and I can absolutely relate to this, this form of sexuality. And I've never really understood that's what, I, that's what I was. But when you learn about this, you realize, oh, okay, I can relate to this. Let's talk about it from a masking, maintaining friendship point of view, right? In order to meet friends, make friends, uh, meet people, date, have relationships, keep relationships, you clearly have to understand the social norms, the way things work. Now, that's not a strength of myself or or some autistic people. Okay, so that's a challenge from the get-go. Now, of course, masking is important, right? We've talked about this in past podcasts. Really, autistic people mask, not because we want to. It's not a choice that we like to do. But it's because if we show ourselves as our true, authentic, autistic selves, it's not usually taken positively. At one point or another, we will be too autistic for everyone in our life. That's just a fact. So if you're masking, not being yourself, and you don't know the social norms, how do you ever expect to meet friends or attract people, date people, and continue friendships and relationships? When I was in that dating age, I can tell you I didn't understand signs and signals. The only time I ever knew if someone was interested in me is either if that person physically asked me out or if someone that I knew, a friend or a workmate, said, hey, do you realise that, you know, like, blah, is interested in you. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, of course I didn't. So it wasn't something that 
from the get-go, I was very good at, as in developing strong emotional connections with people. And the bottom line is either I was asked out or I was alone. And another really bizarre, I know this is going to sound weird, but it's just a feeling. I can, I'm just sharing a, just an honest experience or feeling that I had you know, when, when I was a young dude dating. I always seemed to feel overcome with guilt and shame. When if I was dating, you know, like dating people, just you know, just having fun, not not in relationships. If any anything anything remotely physical happened with someone, and clearly I did not have a meaningful bond with them, I would actually feel that guilt and shame. I, I always seemed to be overwhelmed with guilt and shame when anything physical happened with someone that I didn't have a strong emotional bond with. Now, of course, I didn't realize that that was demisexual. It wasn't that I didn't have the the urge or the desires for some sort of physical thing to happen, some sort of sexual activity to happen. But when it did, because obviously the urge made it happen, when it when it did, I would then be overwhelmed with that kind of shame or guilt. And I I know now it's because there wasn't an emotional bond or connection there. I guess one way of looking at a demi, demisexual, you could view them, I guess, as halfway between asexual due to that more specific level of attraction. The relationships you develop obviously lead to sexual attraction, which when you think about it, it's kind of the reverse of the real world, right? I mean, how many neurotypical people, non-autistic people, they date, they might go to a pub or a club and they meet some person, they might have some sort of physical relationship with, and then then they start hanging out more and more and more and getting to know each other. But (laughs) you see what I'm saying? They do it backwards. For me, it's like, no, I would want to hang out more and more and more and get to know you and then there might be an emotional bond that leads to sexual attraction. But for many people, it's the reverse. And you can see why that can make me feel different to how it would make other people feel, which is, hey, you know, we had some fun, we hung out, all right, catch you later. What was your name, by the way? So demisexual is a really interesting sexuality for autistic people. And again, you can't do a wide, broad brush stroke and just say, yep, that's us. No, everyone's different. I definitely have talked to other autistic people who maybe married with kids like me in that kind of similar situation. And they feel very similar to this. And again, it wasn't a label you put on yourself. It was just how you felt, your natural instincts. You, you always needed a strong emotional bond with someone in order to you know, have a sexual attraction, a sexual relationship. And because of that, there weren't many, right? It's, it's hard. That's hard, especially when you're an autistic person. And I think this can come back too to, I guess, a kind of acceptance. If, if you go through your life not being accepted or people kind of avoiding you because you're different and – then you meet someone and you have an actual emotional bond with a connection. There's some sort of level of understanding and acceptance. Well, then that contributes. So to me, this demisexual makes, makes a lot of sense and I, and I don't think it's uncommon. The next sexuality I want to talk about, which is uh, absolutely a sexuality that some autistic people identify with, is bisexual. It's not something I don't think I need to over-explain, but clearly this refers to a person who is romantically or sexually attracted to individuals of their own gender or other genders. Now, while some people might use bi to mean they're only attracted to two genders, and that's fine, that's their choice. This isn't a universal definition, okay? So what they're saying is, okay, so it's okay if some people want to say, yep, I'm bi because I, I like guys and girls, two genders, that's cool, that's their choice. But what I'm saying is that isn't a universal definition. Some people might go, I'm bi because I'm attracted to other genders. Now, this is where it starts to blur. Let's move on to pansexual. Okay, pansexual. Another sexuality that autistic people can definitely identify with. From bisexual to pansexual. Now, this refers to people who are romantically 
and sexually attracted to people of all genders. Now, we talked about bisexual being either, some people might go, I'm attracted to two genders, and others might go, I'm bisexual and I'm attracted not only to my own gender, but to other genders. Now, pansexual is saying, I'm attracted to all genders. Another way of putting it is, gender isn't generally considered as a factor into whether you're attracted to someone. Does that make sense? Pansexuals, they can have gender preferences, but it's not a focus. So they're not even focusing on the gender of the person in the first place. Bisexual people may say, you know, they're focusing on specific genders. Not just the one gender, they're focusing on other genders, but specific other genders. They may say that. Pansexuals aren't focusing on gender at all. Gender's not a thing. It's not a consideration for the most part. That's the best way I can explain the difference between bisexual and pansexual. And again, I'm not trying to give a lecture on sexualities here. I'm just trying to create a greater level of understanding around the autistic community and sexuality. I'm just trying to say, you know what, guys? I'm sorry, but autistic people are not void of emotion, are not sexless robots. Some may be not interested at all in sexual relationships. Some may have no desire, right? We've talked about the different sexualities. That's the point of this conversation. Just to tell you, you know what, guys? There are autistic people out there that uh, have and maintain strong sexual relationships, strong relationships, And they identify with many and varied sexualities, just like non-autistic people. So I'm just trying to broaden the understanding here that you can't just lump autistic people into some weird TV show, movie, media caricature of an autistic person. It just isn't the case. There's a broad array of different sexualities that autistic people identify with. And I hope this discussion has in some way opened up a conversation for you to hopefully increase that level of understanding and appreciation of the differences of all autistic people. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Friend Autism. I appreciate it so much. Now, if the episode has resonated with you, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with the world, family, friends, frenemies, anyone, please. And the reason why is because we'll reach more people, right? Uh, we'll hopefully achieve that goal of raising the level of understanding, appreciation, and acceptance of autistic people. Also say hey on the socials. You can follow the Orion Kelly page on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Go to my website. You can send me a message and check out all the podcasts and videos from my YouTube channel and details on me. Go to orionkelly.com.au. That's O-R-I-O-N-K-E-L-L-Y.com.au. Have you subscribed to the YouTube channel yet? Well, that's, that's a priceless way of supporting me. It costs nothing, but it's priceless. Go to the Orion Kelly, That Autistic Guy YouTube channel. Don't forget these podcasts, my friends, are here to break down those stigmas and misconceptions around autism and increase that level of understanding and acceptance of autistic people. Until next time, thank you so much for opening your mind and embracing differences. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and never miss an episode. Like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook or visit orionkelly.com.au.